Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Awesome. Well, you have the privilege of listening to me this morning. And um, we're going to continue our series that we started a few weeks ago. It's called uh, I Am, Jesus in His Own Words. And uh, Jesus has been called many things. He's been called a teacher. He's been called a prophet. He's been called God. He's been called man. And the whole premise behind this series is to look at what Jesus says about himself. Who did he say that he was? In uh, John chapter, uh, or in the Gospel of John, Jesus makes eight statements about who he is. And we want to use these next uh, couple of weeks and look at some of those statements so that, because we understand that if we know who Jesus is, then we know who he's calling us to be. When you understand what Jesus is, when he says certain things about himself, if I truly understand that, then I'll understand what that means for me and for my life. And so that's the whole precept and the concept uh, behind that. And so today we're just going to look a little bit more about what Jesus said. We opened with um, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Uh, Last week we heard Jesus say, I am the way, the truth and the life. And both of those messages are available on our website. So again, you can go to our website or you can go to uh, iTunes or our podcast channel and you can download uh, those messages. But this morning I'm going to continue and I'm going to speak about what Jesus said, I am the door. A door. Like, do you not read the Bible and go, a door, really? Like, of all the things you could have said, you chose a door. And the ridiculous thing is, I had the option as to what I wanted to speak on, and I chose the door. <laughs> so, and um, I have to be honest, I've actually been a little bit intimidated this week because I understand in looking this and doing what, uh, going through it and realising what Jesus is actually saying to us about being the door, I believe it can be, it's pivotal in us for knowing who we are, for what God has called us to do and what he wants to do in and through us. And so I've been battling this intimidation and I think because I understand if we, if we grasp it this morning, it could revolutionise our life, it could revolutionise our relationship with God. So I just think, I know we've already prayed, but I would like to pray this morning. So Father, I thank you for the preparation that's been done in the organising of this word. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, won't you come right now? Won't you take these words and illuminate them in people's lives and worlds? Won't you take what I say and bring truth and freedom and liberty, and that may people leave this place with a better understanding of who you are and a better understanding of who we are in you, in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And I didn't even start my timer, so that's three minutes extra. Awesome. All right. So if you have your Bibles with me, we're going to read from John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10 give you a chance to find that. If you didn't have your Bible with you, it will come up on the screen behind me. So John chapter 10 from verse 1 to 10, it says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. 
To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life abundant. To understand our passage this morning, we need to look at the context of it. Now, for those of you who may not know, I was a dental nurse for 11 years. And if you've had the joy and the privilege of um, going to the dentist, you may have found yourself in a position where you are laying in the chair, you're quite relaxed, uh, your your hands aren't sweaty at all, um, you haven't got uh, clenched fists and tense body because you know you just because dentist is such a relaxing place and the dental chair is such a relaxing place uh, to be in. But what actually helps that place be even more relaxing is the dialogue that goes on between the dentist and his nurse. And so you're laying there feeling quite confident. I've been brushing, I've been flossing, everything's hunky dory, and then all of a sudden the dentist starts to speak. To his nurse, and he, you may have heard a conversation that goes something like this: um, There is a MOD amalgam filling on the one six. The one seven has um, a pocket of two uh, millimeters of um, recession there. Actually, on the two seven, there's a defective mesiobuccal cusp. On the uh, lingual of the, um, I'm trying to remember my lingo. <laughs> on the lingual of the uh, one one and the four one, we've got some heavy calculus deposits. And over here on the four six, we have a buccal cavity. Now, by this stage, you are even tenser than you were before because you're like, what is going on in my mouth? And when they mention buccal, you. Ha- and straight away goes to your jeans pants. You're like, did I leave my fly down? Have I left my belt? What's going on? But the problem that it might be a problem to us who are laying in the chair thinking, what is going on in there? But for me, the nurse, I know exactly what my dentist is telling me because I understand the context. I know what he's saying. I know how to write in the notes. I know the treatment plan that we are going to present to this patient afterwards because I understand the context. And for us to understand when Jesus is talking about, I am the door, we have to go back 2,000 years to see what he is talking about and why. See, 2,000 years ago, Jesus is talking in the area called Palestine. He's talking in a mainly rural community. He's talking to a people group that were shepherds and who looked after sheep. So what happens is during the day, the shepherds would take their sheep out onto the hillside and they'd let them be sheep. 
Out they would go on, they would do whatever sheep do. I don't know, jump over hills. No, if you've ever watched sheep, they eat and sleep. I mean, sheep have a life, don't they? So is there anyone else like me? It's like, oh man, to be a sheep. <laughs> to eat, to sleep. I don't, you know, eat, sleep. Here we go. Anyway, so during the day, the sheep are on the, she- on the sheep side. The sheep are on the hillside, um, being frivolous, doing whatever, growing their wool. I don't know. <laughs> being sheep, and at night time, as night time comes, the shepherd gathers his sheep and he brings them back into uh, the edge of town, he brings them to the outskirts of town to what is called a sheepfold. Now a sheepfold is a structure of four walls that's been built with rocks, so they've built this uh, four-walled structure with rocks. On top of the rocks, they put um, branches of briars and prickles, and it's kind of acts like a modern-day barbed wire. So they put that all around the top, and then in one of the walls, they leave a two-foot gap. All right, and that is the only entrance in and out of this sheepfold. So at night, the shepherd uh, gathers his sheep, he leads them in to the sheepfold. And then before retiring to go to bed, what the shepherd would do is he would find that entrance that he's brought the sheep through. He would set up his little fire so he's got some warmth. He'd have that crackling over by the uh, entrance. He'd grab his blanket. He would wrap his blanket around him and then he would proceed to lay across that opening. And it's at that time where he becomes the door. And it's in this context that Jesus is saying to his audience, I am the door. So now that we've got context of that this morning, I want to be able to, Jesus is trying to tell us something. His statement about I am the door is not because he couldn't think of anything else on the spot. It's because it had a relevance for them back then, and it has a relevance for us today. So I just want to share a couple of things that I felt I got out of that passage about Jesus being the door, all right? So one of the, one of the first things I feel is that Jesus is a door of access. Last night, we uh, had some friends over for dinner. So as you would do, they rang the doorbell. We open the door, we welcome them in, and as they came in, there was a transaction that took place. As they came in, they had access to us as a family, they had access to the entree that I had been preparing all day. They had access to the, the, if you don't know me, they're laughing because I don't even know how to spell entree, let alone make one. They had access to our main course. They had access to the drinks that we had. They had access to the dessert. And by the by, they made great opportunity of that access. And I won't mention any names. But they, they, um, I opened the door, but they had access. And do you know it's the same with God? That we often talk about, oh, I want to know God. I want to be with God. I want to go to God's home which is heaven, but access to God and God's home has a door, and that door is Jesus. Jesus is the access to God. Jesus is the access to his home. Um, 
And the good news this morning, what we have to understand and realise, is that not only is Jesus the access, but Jesus has also opened that access. So Jesus is a door of access, one, to God the Father himself. We learnt last week from Tony that he is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through who? Through Jesus. So Jesus is the access to God himself. I mean, I know you find this hard to believe, but our guest last night did not come to our home for my culinary skills. Oh, you know, that was your time to go, oh, yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They didn't come to our house for our culinary skills. They came to our house to be with us and for us to be with them. And when we say Jesus is the door of access, he's made a way that we can be with God. Christianity in its, in its purest form is a relationship with God. It's not about holding on to rules and regulations. It's about having relationship with the Father himself. And Jesus is saying, I am the door. I am the access way for you to have relationship with the Father. Not only is he an access point to have relationship with the Father, but he's an access point for to have all of God's blessings. You know what? When our guests came through our front door, Uh, last night, and they came in, they had access to who we are. They'd had not only access to the meal we made, but they had access to sit at the dining room table. It wasn't like just, well, here's your meal, we're all going to... They had access to what is ours. They had access... It was a bit chilly last night, so we put the heater on. They had access to our heating. Their kids were like, oh, what are we? We're a little bit bored. Well, you know what? Go upstairs. There's a video up there. You can watch a movie. They had access to what is ours. You know what? We want God. If we go through Jesus, we have access not just to God, but to everything that he is. We live in a world that is crying out for um, joy. We live in a world that is looking for peace. We live in a world that is looking for stability. But maybe you need healing. Everything you need, you have access to because God has it and Jesus is the entryway into that. And you know, I know that there are opportunities for where we try and feel, we try and find joy, we try and find peace. We try and find stability in all other areas. If I work harder, if I study harder to get a better job, if I take the promotion, if I do more overtime, I'll earn more money and I can provide a stability for myself. Or I can't escape these feelings, this fear that is gripping my heart. I'll I'll, um, numb it with alcohol or some other dependence. Or I just, I'm not coping, so I'll reach for the drugs or I'm feeling unloved, so I'll reach for relationships. We try in our humanity to get from other things the only things we can get from God. And what I love about our text this morning, it says that anything that doesn't come from Jesus is a thief. And so if Jesus is the access, he's the door of access to God and to everything God has, the peace you crave, the the joy that you want, anything else you try is futile. Oh yes, it may help for a little while, but to me, it's like our text says, it's like the thieves that try to come over the wall. And the only thing I know about thieves is that they thieve. 
which means they steal from you. And so maybe your drug dependence or your alcohol dependence or the relationship or the money, wherever you're getting what you can only get from God, maybe that thing is helping you in a little while. But I have to tell you this morning that they are thieves and they eventually will steal from you. What you need is found through Jesus because He is the door of access this morning. So not only is Jesus the door of access, but He is the door of protection. You see, every night before we go to bed, I have a little ritual where I go around all the doors and I lock them. And you might say, well, you have little faith. I just figure I want to protect that which God has given me, my family, their health and safety, and the possessions that I have. So I lock the door. It's a form of protection for me. And I'm so glad I do. Because uh, a couple of years ago when we were in our old home, we lived just down the road from the pub. And I think it was about 2 a.m. one morning, our uh, bedroom window, and or our bedroom was at the front of the house. It was a door, front door, passageway, our bedroom window. And about 2 a.m. one morning, we hear a knock on our, that's a knock, sorry, <laughs> a knock on our front door. I think, it, you know, when you would do it, and then I hear this, honey, let me in. So I look over and I'm like, well, Tony's there. <laughs> so you just lay there for a bit and then I hear it again. Knock, knock, knock. Honey, let me in. It's cold out here. So I'm looking at Tony, looking at me. It's like, so I sort of get out and I'm in the passageway. I don't know why I got out. I'm like, seriously. Because <clears throat> Tony doesn't hear apparently when he's asleep. So I'm in the passageway and this guy is banging on the door. Honey. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. (laughs) And so I'm like, hello. (laughs) It's like, sorry, I think you've got the wrong home. He's like, honey, really? I'm sorry, let me in. (laughs) He's going on like this. So I'm like, yeah, no, not going to (laughs) happen. I'm glad that I had a door that was closed, a door that was locked. And as I mentioned earlier, at night, when the shepherd brought his sheep in, he laid down across the entrance. He was like a lock on the door. Jesus is not only the door that is the access that he has opened, but Jesus is also a door that is closed. He's a door of open for us to make our way to the Heavenly Father, but He's a door that closes for our protection. Jesus is just like that good shepherd, the good shepherd that laid Himself down to protect His sheep. Jesus laid Himself down for you and for me so that we could have protection. A closed door is a door that keeps you safe. And just like the sheep, have an enemy, so do you and I have an enemy. Verse 10 says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know what? Our enemy wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal our hope. He wants to steal our dreams. 
He wants to kill us literally, physically. He wants to kill our marriages. He wants to kill our families. And he wants to destroy our lives. We have an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But the good news is, Jesus says, I am the door, the door of protection. And just as a shepherd laid down his life, I have laid down my life for you. The reason that the shepherd laid in front of the gap was because the only way in was through that gap, which meant that anybody had to come over him. And to me, it's a fantastic picture of what Christ has done for you and I. Nothing Nothing, no matter what you're facing this morning, no matter what marriage trial it may be, no matter what exams you may be having to sit, whatever struggle there is at work, no matter what's going on within your family, nothing gets to you without first coming through Jesus. Jesus is the door of protection over your life. Excuse me. The third thing I figure when I think about Jesus being a door is Jesus is a door of security. I don't know about you, but a closed, locked door equals protection and protection equals security. Jesus is our security door. That was a pun you were supposed to. (laughs) Jesus is... Our security door. You know what? This is people often ask me with the story with the drunk guy on the door, like what happened? My short answer is I don't know. Because I went back to bed. <laughs> now, I just figure, you know why? Because there was the security in knowing I knew he couldn't get in. I, there was no point having a dialogue with a drunk man who didn't even know who I was, who thought I was someone else. There was no point engaging in that. I just left him. On the front door. As, as I said that, I thought, that was really Christian, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, that's another message. <clears throat> but the point being, I was able to go back to bed, go back to sleep. Why? Because of the security of that door. The sheep, when the shepherd brought them in to the sheepfold and he laid across the door, the sheep were secure. I'm sure the sheep weren't sitting there thinking, worrying about what's going to happen to me. They were secure because the shepherd was laying across the door. And we just got to realize, you know what? Our security comes from Christ. We live in a world that is insecure. There's all sorts of things happening. There's things going around. There's, There's bomb threats. There's ISIS. There's all these tremendous attack on our security. And we can get worried and concerned Or we can understand that, you know what, Jesus is the door of my life. Jesus is the security that I need. It's not only physical security that we need, but what about mental and emotional security? Just who you are. There's one of the biggest sicknesses in this world is mental sickness. And I think a lot of that comes from because we're not uh, comfortable and we're not confident in who God has called us to be. Psalm 139 says, For you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knits you together in your mother's wombs. He knows all about you, the way you're wired, the way you're made, your makeup, everything about you 
God knows because He made you that way and He says it's good. And the problem is we listen to the world, we listen to everything else, we listen to our own doubts and own insecurities and then we become insecure. And what we have to understand, when Jesus said, I'm the door, He's saying, I'm your security door. Not only do I bring you physical security, but I can bring you emotional security. You don't have to look at the people around you and then be coveting after what they want or wanting to do that. You can be content and you can be comfortable in who you are because that's the way God's made you. You don't have to try and be this or I've got to keep up with the Joneses or I've got to try and do this or I've got to try and do that. You can be assured in who you are because you know what, God, this is how you made me. You can be assured in uh, his love for you. We've already said he's the door of access. Jesus opened the door so that you can come before the Father. So your assurance of who God has called you to be, your assurance of his love towards you is found in Christ. He is your security door. Your eternal security, again, is found in Christ. He's our security door, just as the shepherd laid across that entrance and the sheep felt secure. They didn't worry about that. So Jesus lays across the entrance of our heart. He's our security door. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but sheep actually do not have a natural defence mechanism. You know, a lot of animals have different things that if they are under threat, there's something that happens. It's a a defence mechanism. Sheep don't have that. Nothing. I mean, that is not really very scary. You know, a lion can roar at you, a bear, they can roar at you before they even attack. They've got others. But I mean, a sheep, he's got no natural defense mechanism. And maybe you sit here and think, I don't feel like I have defense mechanisms. Guess what? The greatest defense mechanism you have is the security door of Christ who's laid across the entrance. And just like the enemy and the thieves cannot come uh, in to the sheepfold unless they go through him, it's the same with you. And again, like our access, we try and find our security in all other ways. All I want to say to us this morning is any other way that you find your security is again like the thief who comes over the wall. And a thief, all it does is steal from you. So whatever you're putting your faith in this morning, your trust in, wherever your security comes from, your job, your uh, income your investment portfolio, your house, your whatever, your, your talent, whatever you've put your security in, if it's not in Christ, it is a thief and will eventually steal from you. Jesus is our security door. And then finally, if the band want to come up, <clears throat> Jesus is our door of freedom. Jesus, as I've said several times already, he's the door that opens to give us access to God, and he's the door that closes to keep us safe. And sometimes we can feel that a closed door is a little bit restricting or a little bit claustrophobic. Um, Some of our kids, actually, up until certain ages, they always slept with their bedroom doors open. They didn't like it being closed. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can have the perception of a door being restricting. Well, the door stops me going out. Well, in a sense, the door is a protecting mechanism and it's a door of freedom. Let me read you this that I found from C.S. Lewis. He writes, imagine a mountaintop and off every side there is a steep precipice 
And if you fell off any one of those sides, you would die. Now imagine small children playing on top of that mountaintop with the beautiful scenery all around them. Those children are not free, even though they may be having fun. Now imagine someone has built a high fence around the top of that mountaintop, and now children play in the safety of that fence. Are the children really free when there is no fence, or are they more free when they are protected and safe? That's what a door does. A door is actually offering freedom. Yes, it shuts the enemy out, but it's offering freedom for you and I. The door is not restrictive. A door is liberating. Jesus is not restrictive. Jesus is liberating. We often have conversations with people and they're like, oh yeah, well, Christians, they can't do this, 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 and this. That Jesus is not restrictive. Just because you're playing on the mountaintop and there's no fence, are you really having fun? Are you safe? Can you tell me while it appears that you're having fun? Are you not afraid of falling off? Are you not afraid of getting hurt? Are you not afraid of dying? Again, we have this perception that Jesus is restricting, but Jesus isn't restricting. Jesus is liberating. In fact, it's very much like my wedding ring. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation where people, they're chatting to you and they, they might notice that you're married and they go, oh, you know, poor you. They have this attitude because, oh, you know what, one man for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's like, that's some people's perception, but that's some people's perception of Christianity. Oh, you've got to stick to those rules. No, my wedding band is liberating. Do you know in the confines of my marriage, I can do things I cannot do as a single person? I have a depth of intimacy with my husband that I couldn't do in my singleness. My wedding band is not um, restricting. My wedding band is liberating. Christ is not restricting. He's a door that is liberating. Just because he's put some boundaries in place for me. Warren Wearsby says this, Christian freedom doesn't mean the right to do whatever we please. It means we have the privilege of following Christ and doing what pleases Him. Out in the pasture, the sheep have no walls and are free to move about, while in, but while in the fold, they are confined and both are needed in the Christian life. Jesus is the door of freedom. There are some boundaries that He has placed that He has asked us to abide by, But that is for our liberty and our freedom. That is for our protection. He is the door of freedom. Jesus is the door. That's what he calls himself. He's a door that provides access, a door that provides protection. He's a door that provides security, and he's the door that provides freedom. And the great news is that that door is open to you and I this morning. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 